0: Tip. Good
1: afternoon. It is March 28th, 2022. You're listening to A Little Column A, a Little Column B. Hosted by Will Levinosa and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing, anybody?
0: What is going on, Will? I have a weird UPS Amazon story for you. There is a Illinois woman who, time and time again, keeps receiving tacky shoes that she has not ordered. She's tried to send them back through UPS, but a couple weeks later, sometimes the shoes will just come right back to her house. Have you come across just deliveries that you didn't want, didn't need, but they keep showing up? Or do you have any ideas for this woman and how she can make this these tacky shoes go away?
1: You know, I, I really haven't had this issue before, but I, I've moved around into a couple different apartments throughout my life and there's always an issue when you move into a new spot and the old roommate is still getting mail there that you're you're kind of like, all right, I'll, I'll, you know what, I'll kind of be responsible for this for a quote-unquote certain period of time. You should probably be responsible for the entire time, but you know, let's be real. You know, I don't want to be storing your mail here for you know an, ex- an extended period of time. You know, it should be forwarded. There's a lot of other options to do it. I, I guess I've I've dealt with that before, and I've always been the nice guy in every scenario. And I will say I have been fortunate enough that the places I've moved out of where I had to be the guy to go get my new mail. There was one point where I got a new license and I moved in between, and they mailed it to the other address. Because that was the only address I had to write down. I, you know, I had to mail it somewhere. And I was fortunate enough to get it there. So that those are kind of my, I guess, mail scenarios where I was receiving stuff I didn't want. This sounds like way more elaborate, though. Like, what's At what point do you just start keeping this stuff, though?
0: Well, that's the thing is it's shoes. And it even says in the, in the article, quoting the woman, really, really, really tacky shoes. So you got three reallys in there. And with it being shoes, they might not even be your size. So think if you were getting, you know, women's shoes, it's not like, oh yeah, let me just hold on to these. This will probably, I'll, I'll be able to use these in the future. It's like, no, if, if they're not your size, they don't fit you. There's not a a, a future for them.
1: Yeah, look, I, you're you're probably right there, but that it feels like if they, it's meant to be. They, they want you to have these shoes at a certain point, right? Like these these will not go away. They keep returning. You got to figure out something to do with this. Maybe you make a new friend, and you have uh, tacky shoes to give them every time. I and mean, what are they going to say? No, I don't want your get your shoes. It's a gift. Yeah, you. Know, you, you can, I think they can would. only can only help you. This is
0: nobody's going to be she, that upset she, over she, a gift. Well, he, one gift, one gift. Okay, she's getting fifteen to twenty pairs in the past year. You're you're looking at uh, you know almost one every other week. If I started to give you, if I give you one thing of junk as a gift hey, all right. Oh, I don't really know why Zach gave you this, but uh, okay. If I start doing that every time I see you, you know, <laughs> twice a month, at least once a month, you're gonna finally just be like, "Hey, man, I don't, <laughs> I don't need these boots anymore. <laughs> Cowboy boots are not—they're not for the Northeast."
1: I've been <laughs> Work on ice at all. i am envisioning a funnier scenario where there's just like this homeless shelter of people full of tacky shoes now because they just keep getting dropped off all this stuff and that they don't even want it that they're they're giving it away themselves like they're they're gifting it to other people
0: (laughs) just right down the line
1: i don't know i don't know i i give credit to the the mailing structure of these days i mean amazon making these guarantees and promises to you know even smaller areas like mine these two-day deliveries are I, I, have you ordered anything from another website where you actually had to wait, you know, five to seven business days, like we we always had to do? This whole two days thing has changed everything. I want everything now. Like, it, it's, there's some some places in like in San Diego where I was, there was same day delivery for a variety of options. Like, I could order it if I ordered it before noon, it would be there before the end of the day. Like that, that's insane. I, the work schedule of this has to be just overbearing at some point. I mean, I even even uh, Sundays are fair game now for all Amazon deliveries. Like that, that's. Yeah, that, that's certainly changed right now. And now they're making deliveries for something that someone doesn't even want. That, that's got to hurt a little bit. I don't think that's what everyone wants. <laughs> uh, but you know what? It is March, and you know what that means. It's March Madness. Madness has continued. I'm sure everyone else's bracket is as busted as mine, but I think this is by far the worst year I have ever had for my projections. I have literally nobody in any of the Final Fours. For the first time probably ever in any of these bets, I think I might have tanked like one bracket out of the three we always do. This is the first time we're across the board. I got everything wrong, as well as everything seems to have benefited you. Mr. ACC over here, Mr. Duke Blue Devil, just going all the way and all in on them every year. This has finally panned out to be a massive advantage for you. I believe the bet has already been over. I don't think there's any reason to discuss anything else here. Is there any hope for me actually still winning this bet?
0: No. No, it's over. For the first time, I will will sweep – all the brackets. Usually, uh, I kill you in one. You kill me in the other, and then the last one really comes down to it. I we've been super lucky where most of the time it comes down to the championship game. I mean, we've even had it where it's come down to the the championship tiebreaker, where it's like it can literally not get any closer than that, and then the game goes to overtime to to, to decide it. Uh, you know, I don't think we're going to ever quite live that uh, live to that level again. But, yeah, it was pretty much when. Duke won in Gonzaga lost It pretty much you were, you were toast. You had picked Duke to lose the round before in every league. I had picked them to win in every league and you had picked Gonzaga, uh, to win in uh, in actually I think we both picked Gonzaga in two of our leagues, but I picked Duke in, uh, in, in one of them. So I, uh... excitement going into the uh into the final four but a question for you does this make this the worst tournament for you because not only have i swept you it's over before the tournament's even over but uh, in large part because duke who everyone was saying this year i don't know if they got it this year the acc having a down year and then all of a sudden 50 percent of the final four is uh is acc teams
1: i mean i'll even give you like you know 60 percent. if you want to give some Miami a little bit of love I'm almost kind of being there I I, that's it's it's, it was a possibility I mean what if you guys ended up with even more than that we're definitely going to talk about the historic matchup which I can't believe this has actually never happened before where Duke and UNC are going to face off let alone in the tournament but in a final four game this is going to be arguably one of the biggest games of of all time right now this is potentially Coach K's last game lives on another storyline it's it's a, it's a lot of fun things to talk about. Now, from all my perspective here, I'm not saddened by this at all. It doesn't bother me. There's always the the wild scenario where you go all in on Duke, and I am forced to not go on at Duke at all because I'm trying to beat you in this. And if we both have the same champion, it feels even more embarrassing had I picked Duke to win it all and you beat me with all the other little matchups. like I, I'd rather kind of... <laughs> You, to win this you gotta, you gotta have your own champion and then there's no way I can just beat you by these tiny matchups by picking Duke so I always go against Duke just to get, give myself more odds it just so happens that this was the year where you know it was destiny it just feels like this isn't a team that you, you can't say a whole lot of good things about I mean and you got high draft picks you got a great coach you have some frustrations earlier on the year you have a division that's all up in the air that nobody's respecting going into the tournament you guys don't win your conference tournament that's more of a red flag he gets smacked by UNC at some point like there's there's just a it's really a storybook ending I think so far and uh I I anticipate that you are going to be rooting and supporting Duke uh now that even if you have locked up the bet I mean you're not going to be rooting for UNC right
0: uh yeah I will not be rooting for UNC I told you that last uh last podcast and despite you not believing me I never root for UNC
1: Well, you already locked up the bet. So what do you think is going to happen? Are you all in on Duke? uh, Would you say they are the favorite? Because I picked UNC as the favorite of the best team I saw last week. And I'm kind of going to stick with that. I think they have looked at at, at, like a better team right now. I think this is going to be an incredible matchup, especially with the recent season history of it and let alone the historic history of both of these colleges. This is this is gonna be a special game. What, What should we be looking out for? Like, what are you anticipating?
0: I'm really not exactly sure what's going to happen uh, down in New Orleans. Like you had mentioned, Duke UNC has never happened in the tournament. Uh, Very much agree with you. I was surprised when I heard that fact because it it tends where we're good in different years. So, you know, you're not necessarily, uh, you know, both going to make the tournament or both go far enough in the tournament to, to face each other. Where I mean, even you know, when this tournament started, UNC was an eight seed, and before they beat us uh, the last seed, last uh, game of the year, they were they were on the bubble. Like, it wasn't even sure they were going to make the tournament, but once they've gotten into the tournament, they have just been bullying teams big time. Uh, you know, majority of their games have, have been blowouts. I mean, the Baylor game became close, but, I mean, that was a goofy, a guy gets ejected, there's foul trouble just a lot of weird things happen, but I mean, you're up by 25 points in a college game. That's you, you don't see that very often. I mean, the, the UCLA game was close. Um, You know, the St. Peter's magic ran out last night. Unfortunately, I'm going to push back. It is not a uh, team of destiny. This is a, this is a regular Duke team. It's nice that we got to the final four, but, we've we've played this. Oh, this is a magical season. Nothing's going to go bad. We went into that final coach K home game and no one even talked about the team that they were playing. It was just, there is a, there's another team, but Nope, this is all coach K. This is all Duke. And they came in and they smacked us around. So I'm really hoping that we uh, have a much, a much better game and somehow we're able to, uh, to, to slow them down. They do not have a very deep team. Uh, we, have, we, we we are also not uh extremely deep ourselves. We only go uh about about seven guys. But it's just about slowing down uh slowing down Baycott. I think we have the team to be able to do it. We went into their place uh mid year and uh stomped them pretty good. Uh so I'm really hoping for uh for a, kind of a, a replay of that situation more than the than the last game. But it, it definitely uh is fun to have this this rivalry, you know. Definitely the biggest college basketball rivalry. Definitely arguable that it's the biggest uh, sports rivalry. And now it's going to go on down in uh, down in New Orleans. Uh, I was lucky enough to go to the Final Four in, in 2016. Uh, North Carolina was in that Final Four. And it's just, there's a lot of events and everything going on. And, you know, the game is not, the games aren't until Saturday evening. So people are getting in on Thursday, Friday, and then just all day Saturday. And it's just cool because, Everybody's in a good mood. Nobody's team has lost yet. Everyone's been on this magical run these past couple of weeks. Uh, And just a lot of college basketball personalities, mixing, uh, fan bases mixing together. So it's definitely going to be interesting with a whole bunch of Duke fans, a whole bunch of UNC fans uh, that are going to be forced to to interact with each other. And I'm trying to think, can you think of a bigger college basketball game?
1: no i i mean you you definitely mentioned a you know across a, a the sports rivalry i mean this is one of the oldest rivalries in sports in history like just in general like this is this is one i think everybody is is aware of this is one I don't, you're probably on one of the other sides uh I, i'm probably one of the few that truly doesn't really have a rooting interest in either one of these i i think just to you know watch the world burn after my bracket has burned i'm gonna support unc and Kind of go on with my early take of last week of saying I thought UNC had the biggest peak despite having the biggest collapse, and I'm going to roll with that. I I think it's going to be a great game, though. I would be shocked if it is not a good game. I I will say, so far this tournament, there really haven't been a whole lot of blowouts. I'd say most of the games have been worth watching, worth staying up late for if you're on the East Coast. And, and I've I've really, really enjoyed that. I, I can't wait for this game. The storylines are incredible. If you're the NCAA, is this not the dream? This is this is the most money you could ever cool, print. Big time. This is the most interest you could ever get. I mean, you're going to get guys, even if you're not interested in college basketball today, if you've ever been interested in college basketball at any point, you're aware of the matchup that's about to happen. You're aware of the rooting interest that's crazy. This couldn't be a bigger stage. I mean, it could be one game that's after. It's,
0: it's on Saturday night at 9 o'clock.
1: Yeah, it's like, going to be a place to anybody be. Anybody
0: that is even, even a tiny bit interested, it's like clear my schedule. There's the uh, the Villanova Kansas game beforehand. That's that. Uh, There's that also going to be a uh, I think a, a an, an incredible uh, competitive game that leads into this game. I, it's, I, I've been a part of a lot of big games. I've I've been lucky both, uh, with with the you know my college teams. And you know my, my my professional teams. I'm not sure if there's there's a bigger game than this one. You, know, it's, it's always got to be. You, know, you got Super Bowls, you know, championships, but just with all the things surrounding it. Of man, when they beat us in Coach K's last uh, last last home game, man, people just came out of the woodwork on that one. And if we can't win this grudge match, this is going to be the forever, the forever of. In the last, Coach K's last year, he lost to UNC twice. And UNC, once they get to the finals, they, they could easily win. So it'll be North Carolina wins and Coach K's last year. That will be the headline. Uh, part of it I do like is that we control our own destiny. If we don't want that to happen. We have the team. We go out there. We take care of it. But I've, I've kind of almost like put it out of my head, and I've just been focusing on my excitement for we made the Final Four. We – At points in the year, I have thought we could be a Final Four team, but definitely down the stretch, I did not think we were playing at that level. Uh, Some things broke our way, and that Texas Tech game, that was a a nail-biter the the, the whole time. And so I've just been trying to focus on we're in the Final Four. Super successful season. You could be the last four teams, really successful. You still have the opportunity to go even farther going against your rival uh, just really trying to get away from just that oh man this is this is a huge game just focus on that a little later in the week
1: I, I thought the Texas Tech Duke game was the best game of the tournament so far and that that's I didn't even get the outcome I wanted like I watched Duke win but I still thought in terms of a back and forth of just both teams playing really well doing what they do best and just going at one another it was excellent competition I thought both teams executed well it was it was it was a fun game to watch I, di- I didn't know it was going to happen. Much like the outcome of all of these is is a very unpredictable outcome. I mean, we have to address St. Peter's run a little bit here. I mean, we're we're getting you know, stuck in a time frame here where it's it feels like it's old news, but it's still very big news. Like this is a big deal. I, I mean, uh, this doesn't happen. This this was supposed to be Kentucky. Let alone, it's never happened before. Th- it's not supposed uh, to a happen. Fifteen
0: seed had, had never made it to uh, to an elite eight before.
1: So I, I I don't know what else to say out there. Uh, at some Interesting little tidbit facts I found out. Did you know that their coach was a McDonald's All-American and the year he played in the McDonald's game was with Kobe Bryant, 96?
0: I did I did see that. Uh, I saw that during the game. They posted that. Yeah, just
1: incredible. It doesn't happen. It only happens in college basketball. I think that's a reason we care about this, and that's the reason you have interest in this, is that anything can happen. This is exactly what you're hoping for in this whole scenario. I mean, review the NCAA. They just, kept,
0: they just kept hanging around. That's what they. That's what they did with Kentucky. It was just the the whole time I was watching the game, and I watched pretty much all of the Kentucky games this year. It was just like at some point Kentucky is bigger, stronger, faster. They're just going to go on a run, just get enough of a cushion, and they just hung around. And the same thing with the Purdue game. I watched the whole game, and it was just Purdue's got a guy that's seven four, like the biggest guy in college college basketball. It just like. You're going against a team like St. Peter's where it's like they don't have that sort of size. I mean, most teams don't have that sort of size. And just at some point, your guys are going to foul out because they're dealing with this giant. But they just kept like hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. And before you know it, the game, the game's over. And you're just sitting there. just like, I watched this, but I, I don't know how this happened.
1: I, this is very much like the the mindset of a you're on the treadmill. and There's a guy next to you on the treadmill and you just have a mindset. I'm not getting off the treadmill until that guy gets off i'm gonna outrun him i don't know how i'm just gonna hang around i'm just gonna stay alive i'm just gonna do everything i can claw my way back into this but i'm not getting off until the other guy does it's just a lot of fight it's a ton of fight uh now we talked about the struggles of my bracket i i feel remiss if i didn't at least mention the questionable and honestly horrendous officiating that happened in the gonzaga game against arkansas of which they they got sent home i still stand that gonzaga is a hell of a team but this is this is also a possibility in this tournament you know sometimes things aren't going to go your way i i think that arkansas is certainly a quality team i don't i'm not going to take anything away from them but man there there's definitely some red flag calls there that if they go another way we may get another outcome and it, it seems like old news now again i know this is you know not exactly yesterday's news but you know, between the player out of bounds for Arkansas, I think Holgren's fifth foul wasn't a foul. He was
0: way out of bounds.
1: The, the Arkansas, uh, uh, the trip on Arkansas wasn't called a foul. Like, there's just there's some easy things to point to, and it wasn't even like it's, uh Monday night, Monday quarterback the next day kind of thing. It was like, no, the moment of we could see these are just bad luck stuff. This 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 is unfortunate. This is happening. I I did think there's certain teams in in. It's hard to it's hard to just pick on all these guys, but I, I feel like Virginia falls into this trap too, where they're so committed to the way they play their offense of being very steady, very slow, and that the urgency sometimes of end of games, there's just not enough time for them to continue to play that patient style. You got to kind of have another gear, and you got to shift into it. And I thought Gonzaga was like, no, this is the way we play basketball. It's really good basketball. It works like ninety percent of the time, but when you're in a tight game like that, and another team isn't really having as uh, they're having, they're not having any challenging time scoring. Arkansas has a, has a good offense, and I just thought, I just thought Gonzaga probably could have picked it up a little bit at the end there, but and they might have played a little too much uh, low post stuff. But you know that's their strength. Going to Timmy, letting him go to work, and sometimes it's just too slow of a game, and you you got to kind of make those decisions at the at the right time there. And I don't know if it's a trap. I don't know if it's all these calls. I just uh, that's where my bracket truly fell apart was the loss in Gonzaga. But I I, I had to at least mention this, right? Like it was. It, it, this is news right this is if this if this was yesterday we would have been talking about this for like 10 minutes today <laughs> uh
0: i i think that there were definitely some questionable calls i don't think that's the reason that uh gonzaga lost i, I don't think that they played uh their their best basketball they arkansas just they, different from saint peter's but they also just were not afraid of the moment kept going they uh had that guy, Williams, that leads the league in, in charges. I think he was averaging something like, if it's not two a game, it's pretty close to two a game. And, man, you could just – as soon as he was in the help position and he saw one of his guys get beat, he was immediately going over there to go take t- t- take one right in the chest multiple times. Uh, Note was just not afraid to shoot at all. Uh, but – I agree with you on some of the suspect officiating. I did not think the foul where uh, Chet fouled out, I did not think that that was a foul. I thought he had gone as straight up as you possibly can, and you're supposed to have, uh, you know, verticality. You know, I think it's what it is, where, like, your position of, I can jump, and if I jump straight up and you come into me, then it's it's a no-call or it's an offensive, and it's just frustrating, especially seeing uh, Williams on Arkansas Consistently do I'm going to call it textbook charges, where Chet is trying to play defense, not just you know grab his groin and fall down, and then he's like getting penalized for it. Or it's like I would much rather see the type of stuff that Chet's doing. Of like you're over seven feet tall, try to get a block, try to do cool stuff. The, where it's almost like he would have been better off of just falling down. And I, I I I hope and I think it's you see it a little more in the NBA, uh, of a couple of times of a guy getting hit, and you know he falls down and there's no call and you know what he doesn't do that anymore. But if he gets rewarded for it, they're gonna keep doing it, and I think that it's it's super dangerous. And I think it's just a matter of time before it's one of those things that we're talking about in the past just like you know remember when we didn't have charges like
1: this yeah that, that was wild yeah this this was much better for the game yeah I it, the officiating drives me crazy in college the charge happiness I, I wish I wish they didn't reward charges as much so that we'd get more action at the rim as well as guys like that are constantly put in positions where if they don't if they go for the block it's always a foul if they go for the charge or if they go straight up like that they're they're like kind of on in an unathletic position where if another guy and you're playing a good team knows what they're doing, you have no advantage here. You have to either take the charge clean is the only way you can really stop somebody. And, I, you know, I don't blame anyone for not wanting to take a charge. It's not my favorite thing to do. I, you know, it's, it, it's just it's it seems it like we're being cheated out of some good highlights that could happen at the rim in college basketball. And that's all the time. And, you know, maybe this is a little bit more below the rim game, but I know there's guys out there, especially shot blockers, I think would be enjoy those highlights way more than all of these charges. But, you know, that that's just a beef on, on college basketball in general. Like, that's a big part of it there. Between that and the one-and-one, one, like, I feel like that really makes this a different game than what we we have in the NBA. Uh, real quick, any anything you really want... To, I talked about how sneaky Villanova was in the last podcast. I feel a little bit good about predicting that. I'm not too shocked about the outcome there. I am a little bit more shocked that the Jayhawks are still kind of cooking here. I, I didn't anticipate... It just felt like that that was an overrated team the whole time, especially having some injuries and some other problems. They were a one seed, so I guess we shouldn't be too surprised. But uh, any anything you want to kind of get into about that? I don't know if there's quite the storyline of, you know, UNC-Duke rivalry of greatest all-time history, blah, 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 all that here. But I, I do think that these are still two good teams, and we should get a good
0: game out of it. Uh, My comment for that would be the whole year it's been – all sorts of different teams at number one. I think Gonzaga was only at number one for such a long time, just because by the time they got there was when they got in their conference and they being in one of the, the weaker conferences. So kind of stayed up there, but then even going into the tournament, you know, you're looking at it and it's just like, man, my bracket seems worse than normal. Where It's like, man, I didn't even get any of the final four teams, right? Like this, this is a, an especially uh wild year. And then you go and look, and it's three bona fide blue bloods and then Villanova who is on the cusp of being a blue blood. And, you know, depending on who you talk to, whether they're considered or not. And I just think, uh, it is very funny. Or, you know, it's very funny to me. Kentucky was not invited that who wasn't that Kentucky was not invited.
1: <laughs> you re- you're really going to take shots right out. Th- that's his time and place. You- you're already up. Your team's still in it. You're going to take shots. Man, this is bad also, karma. I,
0: I, said, I, said, I said it was funny to me.
1: This is this is bad karma for next year, man. You you really are you're not doing yourself any favors. This is gonna come back to bite There's you. There's only
0: it's 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 the final four, it's not the final five, so.
1: Man, you it's it's like you've never experienced Duke losing in the first or second round, you're right. It's happened to you before. And now, now this year, now that your coach is gone after this year too, you know, who knows how many questions come up after this, you know, go ahead. Right. Well, high today. Right. high today. It's, could, hi today. it's all could, over.
0: I could see, uh, I could see your thoughts on that, but then I see North Carolina, they, uh, middle of the middle of the year are struggling. Then, uh, you know, Hubert Davis, they're, their a brand new coach. Now all of a sudden he's in the final four in his first season. So now I have high expectations. Now I'm expecting uh coach Shire next year. Like his, uh, his goal just got got much harder. You know, the expectations for me just just went
1: up. All right, but here's the difference between those two schools right now. Next year, Duke will more like more than likely make the tournament. Let's assume they get in. Let's just assume things go according to plan. And they're able to make the tournament. How many games is Coach K at in the tournament next year? In the crowd or in the bench or wherever? Is he attending any of these games? Because I know the answer, and you know the answer, and the answer is no. And the reality uh, is, I, I, I look at UNC. and really see
0: coach. Why do you guarantee no?
1: I think he wants the peace and quiet of getting away from all of this, and I don't think it'll ever be he, – he'll never be able to just relax and be a fan there. Much like I, I think the UNC uh, – Roy Williams has been at a lot of these games. I imagine he's been harassed and questioned and talked about this whole year, especially when they're struggling. When they're winning and they're successful this year, it's great to go to all these games. I imagine if they'd gotten booted in the first round, second round, or whatever – it's not nearly as much fun to be in the crowd and answering all these questions about a team you're not really as involved in with anymore, but I see his attendance and I, I feel like he's a little bit more involved than I imagine coach K will be involved next year. I just feel like he he's done it. And if he was going to do it and if he wanted to be there, he'd be out there coaching and he just, he can't do it anymore. doesn't want to do it anymore and doesn't have to do it anymore. So I would be shocked if he was able to attend as many games as, as the uh, UNC's coach has UNC's old coach has. So I, 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 I just think this is going to be the end. I think he's going to kind of ride off in the sunset, and we're not going to hear a whole lot from him. I mean, he's not going to be doing media stuff. Do, do you expect that?
0: Uh, Roy Williams not only has been going to the tournament games and has been at home games, Uh, I saw North Carolina play up here in Connecticut in one of the, the preseason tournaments, and he was there for that. So he's really been traveling all over the place. Uh, I, I really have no idea on if uh, coach K will be seen in the, in the arenas or not. Uh, I know that he won't be done with the program. Uh, he'll have a completely different role, definitely a much lesser role, but he will not be just away away from the program when, you know, with no, nothing else going on, but it will, it will be interesting to see. I, I, I could, I could see it going, going either way. Just, you know, just cause you're not at the arena doesn't mean you don't care about the games. Doesn't mean, you're not paying attention to the games, but, I, I I think that he's gonna definitely want to step down, you know, step step away for for, you know, a certain amount. He's been doing it for, you know, 42 years. He's it, it's well earned. You know, he's going. He's retiring.
1: Like it, it's well earned. I, I have I have no question there. I, I think that's that's about enough much madness talk here. We're gonna talk about one more surprising thing that happened this March, and that was last night's Oscars performance of. I mean, I, originally when I first saw this the the slap incident, I really thought it was staged. I really thought it was staged. I thought I was like, "All right, is all right. Let's just rewind a little bit and talk about the these award shows just in general. Like, who who do you think the Oscars award show is for? Like, who who are we doing this for? Because this, this is the problem that we that we lead into that explains this whole situation here. Where you have one guy who's there. Will Smith is there because he's an actor. He's there to win an award. He has to be there because it's the only way he can actually win the award. I imagine is is to do this to show up to do the whole campaign for a movie and and to get the award and all that and kind of put it on his accolades for all that. So he's there for that reason. Chris Rock is there to host the thing and to make people laugh. Now, which people is he trying to make laugh? Is he trying to make the people in the crowd laugh, or is he trying to get millions of people watching from TV who don't care about the personal feelings of any Hollywood actresses or actors? He's trying to make them laugh. Now, this this is a problem here because these two things collided last night, and that's how it happened. Now I I really feel like you should just blame the setup on all this and be like, well, what do you think that what do you think was going to happen? A comedian went out there and did funny things. Somebody else had their feelings hurt because it was supposed to be an important night for them, and it kind of sabotaged an entire night. And at the end of the day, I don't know who if anyone actually did anything wrong here. You you want to recap the event because I I didn't really do a good job here. Yeah,
0: sure, it, it, I found out about this. Uh, similarly, the. To the way that you did. Of I did not watch the Oscars. If this hadn't happened, I don't think we're talking about the Oscars at all. But it was, as you described, uh, Chris Rock was. I don't know what portion of the, the show this was in, but I gotta imagine it's kind of somewhere in the middle where he's uh, you know telling some jokes, getting in between, and you know he's gonna announce to whatever the next next, uh, next award's going to be, and he cracks a joke at. Will Smith's wife, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, to do with her uh, to do with her hair, which I didn't know, but I found out after the fact that she has a condition. So this was not a fashion choice. this was a more of a a, a health, you know, not a choice, it's something that, that happened to her. And so he Chris Rock makes the joke. He is about to kind of go on to the to the next joke. and then you can see that Will Smith has gotten up. He walks on stage and chris rock is not expecting it he stands there and he leans in a little bit because i think he's expecting will smith to like kind of like whisper in his ear whatever i I don't know exactly what what he thought but very quickly will smith slaps him across the face uh chris rock is super surprised (laughs) he goes just like oh wow then Will Smith returns to his seat. Chris Rock is trying to recover after just being slapped on basically live TV. Uh very uncomfortable live TV moment. And I think he tries to kind of be like, Well, I'm just just making a like a like a like a G.I. Jane joke. Like I, I don't think I went like you know, incredibly over the line or too far. And Will Smith uh cursed at him and said, you know, hey keep my wife's, uh, effing name out of your mouth and said that a couple of times. And then Chris Rock, uh, kind of moved on as, uh, as, as best as he could. All right. But- now, can you agree
1: with me to some degree that who, like, did any of these guys actually do anything wrong here? Or is it more of a consequence of somebody set this up as cent? Like they didn't set it up, but this is a possibility that happens when you put people in these situations when you tell Chris to go out there, and be funny, and poke fun at a couple people. And you tell Will to show up and be, you know, ready for this big award day that he doesn't even know if it is or isn't going to happen. Like, I I get it. I I I understand it. And I, I I I wouldn't want anyone to say anything like that about my wife either. But you know, it's an award show. He's a comedian. He's not like this. Isn't Twitter where you can just? This guy has no credibility. It's it's a joke. He's really good at telling jokes. We all can acknowledge that he's really good at telling jokes and is generally really funny. He's been doing it a long time. And I, it's you know, it's hard because it's not about me or not about anybody I care about. So it's hard for me to say, like, oh, he shouldn't be offended by it. If it was about someone else, I could understand the offense of it. But I, I, I just, th- these award shows just shouldn't happen. Like, why do we need this? Like, uh, that's kind of what it boils back down to. Exactly. They're not, Who are they for? Like, who cares so, about all cause this? Just because
0: something's not for you doesn't mean they shouldn't happen. All
1: right, but why do they try to make it for everybody? Then they should just make it a private yeah, show. are going to
0: make as much money as possible.
1: Okay, so then that's why we're doing it. We're doing it all for money. It has nothing to do with oh, these awards definitely. at all. All right, that's that's my point here. Is, is this has nothing to do with anything? Anyone who puts any value into all this doesn't understand that it just it's just a way to produce a dollar for someone else. It doesn't actually give you any accolades. It doesn't actually make anybody a better actor. Half the time, it's it's the worst movies and the worst. It's the stuff nobody's seen. It's, not, it's stuff nobody's ever even heard of. It's from other languages and all that. It, it's its gotten better. There's an underlying race thing uh, on top of all of it that is just disgusting. The whole t- whole history of it is, is not really great anyway. So why does anybody care about all of this? It, it, they, we still tune in and we still root for still guys. Awards. We still root for guys like Will Smith to get an award like this. And it was supposed to be a, a good night for him. Like this is supposed to be. I don't know if it was his best movie. I think he's had other better acting scenes and better movies. I watched the movie today. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. I thought he was really good in it. It's a good sports movie. It, it's... I just... I don't like that the the value that some people have put on these awards, and maybe that's just more the value that I'm putting on it that's reflecting the importance on it. It just shouldn't be that important, and it really shouldn't matter that much. And I I just... I don't really feel bad for anyone in this scenario last night. I feel like, if anything, we're all rewarded with a funny story now that I think is going to snowball into so much more. Like, where do we go from here? Like, I think Chris Rock handled this as good as you can. Like, does he need to apologize? Because I don't think he should. He's a, he's a comedian. Like, you can't... Apologies are not made for comedy. Like, they don't go hand in hand. If you have to apologize for something, it either really wasn't funny was insensitive... But it was kind of funny, so I don't think it, it was that insensitive. I think you get the kind of the pass if it's okay.
0: Um, I think I think Will the I think I saw a headline the, the this morning or this afternoon said that uh, they're going to get together and resolve the the situation. I, I think if anything, I think that Will Smith went too far. I think it's similar to the uh, we were talking a, a few weeks ago, or maybe, maybe a little more than a few weeks ago now with. Um, uh, joan howard the uh, the michigan coach where it was a uh, punch slap grab some sort of strike where if if the if the joke uh you know offended you that much they you know the the, you've, the you get, you get a joke made about you at the, you know, at the oscars they're for sure going to show you on screen you maybe you can give a very serious face and let like the camera know like hey i'm not about this you know other people are laughing but this is not funny to me and then after the show, I am sure that you are Will Smith and Chris Rock, both A-list celebrities. There's a way that whether you're able to walk right up to him or you need some sort of intermediary to say, like, hey, I'd like to get a little time with him. You go in and you go, Hey, this is a situation. I didn't I didn't appreciate that. I don't know, you demand an apology. Um gotta imagine if, if you come out and say something like that, you just just the way humans interact, Chris would just go. Oh, hey man! Like I, I didn't know this, or hey, like I, I'm sorry, you know that that you feel that way, you know. I, I apologize, and, and you move on. But once once you strike somebody, like now it becomes more, way more of an issue. Oh, it, it escalated instead of de-escalating the situation.
1: I, I think that that that's the issue. Is the, the the response of it is that you you had the you might have had a right to be mad, but you might you didn't have a right to be that mad and that physical. Towards somebody else, like that's that's two wrongs making a right. That's not that's not good. That's not what we want to do. That's I. It's it's a crazy scenario. You know, and, and uh, at the end of the night, and I hope it ends up being remembered is he did win, right? Like Will Will Smith wins Best Actor. He he, he did it. He, he did it. All right, check it off the list. It happened. Maybe it's not the best movie of his career, but he he did it. It and hopefully this fades out away, and this really doesn't become a whole lot more. But part of me thinks that this is going to be a like a really big story. And I don't know if it's gonna be a bad thing. I think they're gonna want the media attention on all this. I I really, I really thought it was staged when it happened.
0: It's just the way. But Chris- oh, I thought I thought for sure when when I woke up and I saw the headline, it was like, like oh okay. It's like all right. What uh what special does Chris Rock have coming out? And I or, well I guess you know Will Smith's at the Oscars, so he's got a movie coming out. And uh, I'm gonna watch this video, and it's gonna be super fake. And then I saw the saw it, and it was. this is uncomfortable this is uncomfortable for everybody one one of those videos where you're not in the room but still you you get that feeling of just cringe and oh oh, this is not good so if it was stage i mean they're both very good actors they did an uh uh, an amazing job but i I, I don't think it was uh
1: one thing i will say about will smith's acting in in the movie king richard is It's it's the typecast of Will Smith is is both his advantage and disadvantage where I think where we like seeing Will Smith be Will Smith be the likable super super cool guy always kind of this positive good energy just nice vibe and all that I think we like that Fresh Prince character I think we like that Hitch character and I think where we see his biggest acting chops is when he's not that guy and he's not that guy in King Richard I mean I, I think he's very motivated but I don't think that likability is in there, and I think that makes it way more in depth of a character than you generally get out of Will Smith. So, like that that part I like I, that that part I really liked about the movie is that he's he's a little bit more darker. He's he's not perfect. He's de- he's not cool in this movie. He's he's the opposite of that. Right? That that's Will Smith not being Will Smith because Will Smith is always cool. Like what, even even that scenario yesterday, it's like only somebody with the confidence and the coolness of Will Smith could have attempted pulled off or felt the need to do anything like that I can't, can you imagine another actor doing this? It's it's hard I mean it's arguably that he's one of the most likable actors out there right now and I would challenge anyone else, maybe like The Rock is somebody else and I I don't know I, I, I just wonder like yesterday he should have won a really big award and I wonder if his likability went down in response to it which makes even less that he finally makes this big accomplishment and yet he wakes up the next day and he, they might have less fans than he had yesterday like, that's crazy <laughs> that's more of the outline of this what actually happened yesterday but we're we're really not that gossip uh podcast here. I, I just I felt like it had
0: to be addressed and it, it, re- it really does because it's just it, it's a wild situation and just a wild live CV situation and there's not a ton of them and I, I think you know as you go back in you know relatively recent memory uh, you know what made me think of the uh Kanye West, when he uh, grabbed the mic from from Taylor Swift, where it wasn't a slap in the face, but it was a, almost like a you know a virtual slap in the face, saying you know you didn't deserve to win this award. It's just the uh, oh oh this was unscripted, this was unexpected. Uh, it, that that's kind of what it reminded me of.
1: Yeah, but Jamar, the more you you know fast forward the rest of Kanye's career, that seems far less surprising versus Will Smith doing it. Seems like wait what? And then the response of. Kanye doing it to Taylor Swift. All right, again, that you fast forward to the history of it all, that, that makes a little bit more sense. But Will Smith doing it to Chris Rock, that seems like what do you mean he got offended by a Chris Rock joke? He knows who Chris Rock is, right? Like he, they're probably if anything friends or at least friendly enough to the point where maybe Chris had the confidence Both of saying. Them
0: seem like super nice guys. It's not like one of them has like this uh this tough guy persona. You know, no. if this was uh you know Vin Diesel. I don't really know, I haven't really seen many interviews with him, but, you know, he always plays the tough guy in movies. So it's like, oh, you get made fun of, like, I have to protect, like, my reputation. He's like, I'm the tough guy. Nobody messes with me. But it's like, from all, all the stuff that I've seen, you know, for a while now, it's like, everybody likes Chris Rock. Everybody likes Will Smith. It like two good dudes. So for them to be the ones that kind of go at it, I think is what makes it more surprising.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a funny battle of two good guys. It's a, it's a strange strange uh, strange egos going at one another here i, I don't think they're exactly going into the night thinking that they were sworn enemies but uh the way this <laughs> night ended now i don't know maybe maybe this is the new thing maybe this is the new uh the new drama here will smith versus chris rock it's uh you know what one thing i will say is why the hell would you ever want to host this show or do anything on this show at this point like well, if you're a comedian just boycott this thing you have nothing to gain out of this if anything it's... Uh, just stay away from all of it. I I just I I don't think you can gain anything out of this. That that's more of my advice. If you had the opportunity to kind of broadcast something like that, I just 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 stay away from it all. I I, I can't believe we're spending as much time on this as we already have. So we 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 need to move on. Let's uh let's talk about you know we did have some big football trades uh, this week as well with some a little bit more uh, free agency moves and a huge trade with the Miami. Dolphins trading for Tyreek Hill, giving up, I think, six picks, five picks, three this year and three next year, or maybe three this year and two next year. I I can't remember the exact details. I think it's a first, second, and third this year, and maybe like a fifth and sixth next year. Either way, it's five five or six picks, which is a lot of picks, as well as a nice big contract for Tyreek Hill in Miami right now. Now, Cincinnati is in a crazy division right now, of which every team out there is doing everything they can to get better within their division, including Denver getting a quarterback and a whole, uh Carr getting a, a great receiver, stealing him from Green Bay over there, and DeAndre Hopkins, not DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Devontae Adams, and yet they are moving on from their their best strength right now and in, in trading Tyreek Hill. Do you do you think there's a reason to be concerned for Kansas City or? Is this kind of the right move where you're like, hey, we got Mahomes. Like, why do we need anything else?
0: I I would think you're not panicking because, like you said, you got Patrick Mahomes. You should be all set. But then there's the other side of it where there's a little, well, is he capital letters Mahomes because of all these receivers that, you know, now you're kind of losing some of them. And it's like, was it? Uh, combination, or you know, what, what what's the situation? But I can't even imagine you feel great about it. Uh, I think there was uh, some salary cap. There was some financial things happening where even if Tyree Kill hadn't been traded, he was going to want so much money they weren't going to be able to pay him anyway. So this was the well, let's get something rather than losing him for nothing. But I I think that and the most important thing, I think this is good for the Patriots. <laughs> I think it makes <laughs> How the is chiefs. He just got traded to our I, division. The, the, the Miami is a quarterback away from being great. <laughs> the chiefs weaker. And I don't think that Tua is going to be able to throw it to him. So I think it's going to be, Hey, you have this awesome weapon that you can't really use. It sits there. It gets dusty. And Tyreek just gets more and more frustrated. And yeah. So, you know, the way I can kind of contextualize everything is like, how was this for for me? And I think this is good for me because I think it's good for the Patriots.
1: I don't think it's good for the Patriots. I already have that other team that kind of smacked us around in the division of the Buffalo Bills who are bringing everybody back and will, if anything, be better this year. And I look at the other team, they're better this year too. Miami wasn't even that bad last year. Tua was terrible. I think if they can figure out anything else other than Tua and if Tua can get better in any way, that's an immediate improvement. I mean, you, he's not going to be worse than he was last year, not with weapons like that, not with weapons like Waddle and weapons like, uh, what do they got, Preston Williams over there. They signed a bunch of running backs. They got, I uh, they get Hasty or something from uh, the Niners? They got, uh, uh they say Christian Kirk, too? No. They, they've spent some money this offseason. They definitely have some nice receivers and running backs over there that, they just need to check that quarterback box. And if somehow Tua is able to figure it out with these guys around there, I I just think that's, that, you know, I mean, the crazy part is if they didn't take Tua and they took anyone else and all of this stuff happened, that they would just be in an awesome scenario. So maybe you're right. It, it does come down to all that. I just don't think this is good for us. I don't want to face Tyreek Hill more times than we have to. It was enough to just see him in big games against Mahomes. And now that we're going to see him regularly, man, that guy's fast. That guy's whew. Uh so I I don't I disagree. I don't I don't think it's good news. Now we still have some issues in New England beyond that is that we don't have an offensive coordinator right now and I don't know if there's an option out there that we're waiting for. I don't know what the hesitation is on this. I don't know if we struck out with some other guys and now we're just trying not to settle and make a you know not make a rash decision right now, but at some point we we kind of got to pull the trigger on this, right? Like we need this needs to be a filled position. I feel like every time, every day we go without all this, we're almost being unprepared with all the weapons we do have right now, even the lack thereof, of a lot of them, from getting better and working on something and realizing this is the way we're going to play. Or is the coordinator we're bringing in just not going to have a voice at all? That he's just going to be, you know, an extension of Belichick out there, you know, delegating every decision, anyways. I, it's concerning, though. I, I just feel like this is a position we need, and I don't know who the guy's going to be out there.
0: Well, the good news is they're thinking it's between two guys that are already on the staff. Now, remember, we lost uh, Josh McDaniels. He's going to be the Las Vegas Raiders head coach. Uh, I'm going to throw a couple of names at you. Do either of these names sound familiar to you? Joe Judge and Matt Patricia.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Patricia is a defensive guy who had just recently had a head coach job. Not so great. Joe Judge, also not so great of a history, but – I I don't know if it's gonna matter at all. I I look at the rest of the division and I don't know if the coaching is gonna be enough. I I we, we just keep losing guys. We're not adding anybody. We we added guys that we refused to pay and now are, are suddenly affording to pay because they're not that good anymore. If guys like Malcolm Butler. I mean I, I'm not trying to talk poorly of uh, the hero, especially on 328 today. But you know it's uh. <laughs> It's not like a, a you know a real grand prize of getting somebody like that. At least it doesn't feel like it. I, I don't know if we're like a significantly better team making decisions like that. I feel like we're a worse off team by just letting so many guys go. I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not very excited by either of those names. They're at least somewhat familiar, but they're familiar with a kind of a bad taste in my mouth, and that's not good.
0: Well, Matt Patricia is now going to be on the offensive side, so. That was uh, interesting to me. I had not uh, not known that. Both of them being recent head coaches, like you said, not uh, not with a lot of super success. But uh, Josh McDaniels didn't have a lot of success the first time he was a head coach and came back and was still successful as a uh, offensive coordinator. With knowing Belichick is still the head coach, do you think we're better off or worse off having guys that were so recently head coaches elsewhere? Um, it's almost like you get like someone that's like, you know, maybe not quite overqualified because clearly they're not head coaches anymore. So they, they couldn't quite handle the job, but like they realize, they realize what, you know, what coach Belichick has to go through. So can almost be thinking ahead of maybe just a regular coordinator or an assistant that's doesn't realize all the rigors that uh, a head coach has to, has to deal with
1: like that's the that's the only positive way to spin this is that we may have two overqualified guys that maybe they're not the greatest head coaches but they're overqualified to be coordinators. Like I think that's a fair argument, but on the flip side of that I I wish we'd gotten a guy that maybe helps us out with some knowledge on some other good teams right now. I mean, what are these guys going to do? They're going to give us tips on how to beat Detroit. You know, they're like they're not these these aren't like huge insider threats here of of, you know, at least revealing some secrets of of these other teams they're, they're bringing nothing other than a losing record from these other unsuccessful areas. Like that's, that's my only concern of it. And
0: I, I don't know. Would, I don't, would I don't you like need to hear, uh, would you like to hear coach Belichick's uh, thoughts on the, uh, on the issue?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he was a very, he's a good wordsmith. You know, he, he's, he's good with words. What, what did he have to say?
0: He, he said today he, he doesn't really believe in titles.
1: <laughs> See. I, I knew that wouldn't disappoint. I was like, yeah, go ahead. Give me the long, long-winded uh, expression here of Belichick. I thought you were just going to make a face and we were going to sit here in silence for a second. Like, I <laughs> uh, all right, speaking of making a face, uh, it's time for me to make a not-so-fun face. Let's uh, let's spin the wheel here on the Wheel of Consequences. Now, Zach has already defeated me, so it's just going to be my consequences are spinning. There's obviously nothing for him to lose here. Uh, I have not created the wheel yet, so you're going to have to bear with me as I type everything in here. Do you have
0: oh Unless hold on i got I, I had an idea from uh from earlier in the week do you have any interest in rather than the wheel deciding all of it if there's one thing you want to take off you could take it off and then if you agree to that then there's one thing on here that if I want to take off I can take it off
1: uh, uh let's let's uh let's do that and <laughs> I, I, how about we do how about we do this uh this is this is way too much I don't know why I just thought of this I, I'm trying to think if this is gonna help me or hurt me how about we each take one off and we each put another one on there twice uh
0: okay any okay so one of the uh one of the ones remaining or you could even take one off that had been already uh already off the list
1: if you want to add one that's already on the list it only goes on there once. If you want to add okay. one that's already remaining It'll Understood. go on there twice
0: Understood So do you uh, do you go first in this And then I go second or do we alternate
1: Well I'm kind of making up the rules as we go here And I don't have the list of even the consequences in front of me So you're going to have to tell me all of them And then maybe we'll make a decision from there
0: <laughs> Okay Alright so first I'll read off uh, What is still On on the wheel uh, from, from last week So we have a uh, 24 hours in a Waffle House. Uh, license plate outline slash bumper sticker. Uh, a t-shirt that says, I hate March Madness. Uh, make a music video and ski down the mountain shirtless. Oof! So let's go. Uh, you, you go first and you can remove one that you don't want on there. Then I will remove the one. That I don't want on there and then you could choose which one you want to add on and I'll choose which one I want to add on
1: All right, I am going to remove
0: the 24-hour waffle Okay And I'm No, no, getting... now it's my turn Now it's my turn All
1: right
0: I am going to remove the uh, the shirt that says I hate March Madness
1: <laughs> Okay
0: Okay, now you get to add one back
1: I'm gonna add the my Radis t-shirt, <laughs> which I think now that you took it off. No, it'll I don't only... think you
0: can do that. You can't. You can't, you can't do that. Why? Why not? Well, that just negates it. It's... I don't think. I don't think that was the idea.
1: All right, fine, fine. So you're saying I I have to pick a double of the the three remaining now.
0: Uh, no, you can add something that the wheel took out, but you don't think you could just, you, can, you can't, you can you don't have just like veto power over what I did.
1: Well, I, I feel like I was able to add something on here twice. I'm only going to add it on here once because you removed it once.
0: Nah, or, or, or we could just do, you could double up with some, one of the three things left.
1: One of the three things left. I don't want any of these on there twice. Uh, all right. If I'm going to double up with everything on there, I will double up on the make a music video. We can put that on there twice.
0: Okay, so I'm going to put a little little two there. And I want to add, oh, man, I really want to add the beer mile because I know you really don't want to do it. But I don't think that's going to be nearly as good for content as the, uh, the one that you actually suggested. So I'm going to add a double of ski down the mountain shirtless.
1: All right, I am adding everything to the wheel here.
0: Yeah, so you should have two of Ski Down the Mountain shirtless, two of Make a Music Video, and one of a License Plate Outline slash Bumper Sticker. All
1: right, and we're going to do a process of elimination on this as well, so we'll have a couple different spins. Okay. All right, looks like everything's on here. All right, uh, let's see. Let's get a little bit of audio. I don't have this hooked up like I did last time here, so bear with me. All right, first spin, here we go.
0: All on the honor system here.
1: (laughs) All right. The first one removed is Make a Music Video option one. So that's still on there. Uh, Let's spin it one more time. Okay. Oh, God. (laughs) Make a Music Video two is gone. (laughs) Oh, wow, that happened fast. Oh, man, this wheel is not being my friend right now. I, I you know, I really didn't want to do th- I kind of wanted to do that. I just thought it would be at least fun for me. I could at least, uh, I mean, embarrassing, but at least I could you know, have fun with this other stuff. Found far less fun. Oh, no. Oh, God, this is terrible. This is the <laughs> license plate bumper sticker is gone, meaning the only thing remaining is ski down the mountain shirtless. So, uh, winter next year. Mark your calendars. We're we're going down the mountain shirtless. God, I hope I'm still in shape then. I gotta, now i got to maintain for a whole other
0: year. Uh, Is there no chance that you could find a ski area and make this spring skiing? That doesn't seem nearly as fair. As well as I kind of need
1: somebody else there. It doesn't seem right to do it all alone, as well as it seems a lot more sketchy to do it all solo. I feel like if I have some other people there, we could maybe promote the podcast a little bit. So. I think it's going to have to be punted until next year. Now, the rules we've had in the past about these consequences, it just needs to be done before the next tournament starts. I, I believe that's what we've done, uh, barring any physical injuries, which I think is the only reason we've extended or delayed any sort of consequence of the past. So uh, stay tuned. It's been a great March Madness once again. Unfortunately, this did not work out for me. And now my consequence will be I'm going to have to ski down a mountain shirtless. Yeah, God cold man uh we're gonna allow it the gloves gonna and we're gonna gross. allow a helmet and goggles and uh ugh, yeah all right well it's just this is gonna be fucking cold and red and it's not healthy for the skin i can't imagine me looking cool doing this either that, that's that's more of i'm just gonna look like an idiot and i think that's the point of the consequence uh
0: yeah have you ever looked cool with any of these consequences
1: uh, the Jackie Moon thing I thought was kind of cool. I think and, you pulled that off pretty well. I thought the Jackie Moon thing went, went as well as it could have, especially bringing corn dogs to a community over there, or especially a community of friends of a local basketball group that I really enjoyed. They got a real kick out of that. It was, uh, it was far less... Uh, you know, Some of the other things we've done in the past have uh, been a little more humiliating for everyone else. Like when I had to shave my legs and wear short shorts, it wasn't nearly as fun for everyone else to guard me with shaved legs wearing short shorts. That <laughs> I, I, I was kind of a group consequence versus the the corn dogs the jackie moon thing i think was a more of a communal enjoyment i I think this is somewhat similar to that although uh we'll see who else i can get on board uh anyone else want to go shirtless with me you know i'm going to propose one last thing here to close out the podcast this is something we may have to discuss a little bit more off air but i think this is going to be the greatest nba playoff bracket we've ever had i think it's gonna be unpredictable i think there's multiple champions out there and i think I'm willing to propose some sort of form of double or nothing or some sort of other bet where we make our picks and projections for the NBA and involve some sort of other bet consequence. Uh, so let us know if that's something you'd be interested in. You can reach Zach at his Twitter, which is WickedZMan24. As well as you can follow us on our Facebook page, Little of Column A, Little of Column B Podcast. We're available on all your streaming networks Spotify, Google Play, Apple, iTunes, whatever it is Oh, now these days. We're on there. So go follow us, go subscribe. Thank you, always Thank you, as always, for listening. And we'll be back next week with hopefully a lot less uh, Oscar news and stuff like that. You know, more, more sports stuff. We'll, we'll be more focused. Uh, I'll give you 30 seconds right now to tell you Tatum is now one player of the week again, and the Celtics are first in the East. Go ahead and give us a quick little minute on this.
0: Okay, I'll be, I'll be real quick about this. Uh, our, our buddy Alex, uh, I mentioned yesterday how uh, Boston was in first place, and he pretty deadpan goes, oh, so uh, all your teams are doing awesome right now. I'm sure that'll continue for you, and that'll be real successful, and you'll have no concerns, and I laughed that off. And then today news came out that uh, Robert Williams tours Meniscus. He's out at least several weeks. So good we're in first place, but not so great that we're losing our uh, – Flooding star center uh, probably for the the rest
1: of the year not necessarily for the rest of the year meniscus is a weird one we we have to be able to advance out of the first round though to have any chance like it's going to be at least that and it just sucks because I want to be ready for next year but I would also love to have him be available for the playoffs even if it's at a limited capacity because I just think I think it's kind of open I think there's a lot of good teams competing for him I just think we're one of those teams that is getting thrown in the mix I, and I, I think we we have a chance to at least make some noise and this definitely isn't helping that especially in a competitive playoff right now so that's unfortunate but you know first in the east that's home court advantage throughout at least on the east side here and as well as uh, tatum is now player of the month for march after winning his third week uh, of march of player of the week good stuff man Real, real impressive stuff uh, we'll be back next week hopefully with uh, some more more drama and maybe an updated bet consequence uh, Yeah, I I can't believe I lost again. I can't believe I lost that bad, too. It's just awful. Embarrassing. Maybe we'll do some homework next year. Uh, We'll listen to some other podcasts instead of my own. Uh, We'll be back. Column A, little column B.